Welcome to the Inrooted Podcast, where we believe it's our biblical duty to work the land and that scripture provides wisdom for our everyday walk in life. This is your podcast where faith intertwines inspiration, new perspectives, and practical tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. Let's get started. Welcome to the new year. I'm so excited for 2024 because I don't know about you, but 2023 has definitely been um, not exactly as I planned. I started off 2023 with these big vision boards and I just kind of put post-it notes all over the rooms and I wrote down everything that I wanted to accomplish and how I wanted to accomplish it. And with the idea that I was just going to be more organized. And like most New Year's resolutions by February, quite literally, almost all of that was thrown out the window. Now, part of it was my fault and part of it wasn't necessarily my fault because where I am today was definitely a slow process, okay? And I needed to go through definitely that, that visionary, that strategic outlining to get the push I needed to kind of line up where I, I'm, I'm going to be today. So I am starting this YouTube series, which was actually on my 2023 list of things I wanted to execute. I wanted to start doing YouTube videos. I wanted to be more regular with my engagement and create more content more consistently, providing more tips and value out there on the internet, on the online world, in social media, in all these different places. And when it came down to it, it just didn't happen. And it didn't happen for a variety of reasons. One of which, because I call 2023 a little bit of the year of the identity crisis. And you may be wondering, what does that exactly mean? And I wasn't sure if I was going to share any of these details with y'all or not, but I feel like it is the right time to do it because we are making a lot of changes and a lot of changes because I have felt led and moved to move into this direction. So these series are still going to be providing those practical tips. I'm still going to be talking on my expertise in forest management, land ownership. I'm still going to be talking to women, especially women in the Southeast who are landowners. I'm still going to be doing all of that. But I'm taking a new spin on things. I am moving into faith-based scripture training, which if you've been following me for a while, then you already have seen some of these changes and how I've uh, kind of been marketing and sharing and expressing and just teaching in my social media, as well as in our newsletters and different programs that we have recently launched. You've, you've seen this change, but I haven't fully grasp it by the reins. I haven't fully embraced what this means for me, for my audience, for y'all. Um, and in 2024, we are doing exactly that. We are going to be grabbing scripture-based, faith-based, whatever you want to call it, type trainings as a foundation for everything we do. I recognize as well that not everyone is going to agree or be able to relate to these types of trainings, and that's okay. I do want to say we are still going to be providing a ton of practical information for you, and I think you're still going to get a lot of value. And perhaps it may be exactly the calling and exactly the type of word that you do need to hear. Perhaps you've been wavering and wondering and, and trying to figure out how to get back onto the path or where this path is even is then this could be the perfect thing that connects you back to that old faith, perhaps new to new faith, um, to old beliefs or new beliefs, whatever it may be. This could be exactly what you need, just as it's exactly what I need to grow my faith deeper, to make me more aligned with my values of where I've been at. 
Now, a little bit about me, if you are completely new to me, I'm Danielle Atkins, CEO and owner and founder of Landed Ladies, where we have equipped and empowered women forest landowners across the Southeast for the past four years. Now, my woman owner, land ownership training specialty doesn't start four years ago. I've started developing women's programs specifically all the way to 2016. And I am a registered forester in the state of Georgia since 2018 and have been practicing forestry for a decade at this point. So I know my forest management. But what I am going to be new at is going to be intertwining scripture-based training into forest management. Now, why are we doing this? And it's simply because one, I feel called to, and I've learned to start being a lot more obedient the first time, because no matter how much I kind of push back or I keep saying never, I would never do this, I would never do that. I don't know about you, but all my nevers have always come true as far back as I can look um, pretty much probably to my childhood. Every single time I've said never, it has always come back and I've always done it, whether I wanted to or not. Kind of uh, very similar to Jonah and the whale, you know, he said he was never going to go to Nineveh and um, God said, yes, you are. And I'm going to swallow you up with a whale just to teach you a lesson while I travel you over back to where you're supposed to be. I've had several of those um, whale eating experiences and I don't particularly want to be swallowed up by a whale again. And so I am choosing to be more obedient. So what can you expect from me, from us in 2024? And we're going to have a, a good inspirational lesson in just a minute. And I just wanted to give you this type of background of where we've been, where we're at, where we're going, a little bit about me because it is the new year and it is the perfect opportunity to kind of just reset, recalibrate and start moving forward, okay? So what I'm gonna be talking about today specifically is taking on the role that you don't feel equipped for. And this is so true when it comes to land ownership, especially for women, because when most women, when most of my clients, my audience, women I've talked to simply in passing as a registered forester, or even in the church hallways around, you know, different community events, there seems to always be this underlining that we end up in roles and doing things and making decisions and having to take on some tasks that we didn't necessarily want to do. We didn't sign up for, we didn't agree that we would do this for that. We got placed into a particular position that ideally sets us up to be the perfect person to tackle whatever it needs to be. And it's never most true than when it comes to land ownership. You can ask most widows their stories of why they are trying to uh, do these different things or how are they feeling. And it always comes down to they didn't expect to always or really ever kind of be the one in charge of their land management, of their land ownership, but they are now. Something happened to their husband, something happened to their spouse, their, their father, and they've been thrusted into these roles that they didn't necessarily want to do but they were in the perfect position to to take it on and so what scripture what what person in the bible specifically that has always been speaking to me for the last year and you've seen me use this scripture and this story in a lot of different um, ventures and avenues and different talks that i've done is esther esther 414 well when you look at your own everyday life you can probably look in hindsight and see dots connect a lot eat more easily at least that's how i am i'm able to kind of look back at my own life and say yeah i can see where if i took that left turn instead of that right turn i would have ended up somewhere else i might have ended up in that car crash if 
that alarm clock didn't go off on the when it was supposed to be. If I had decided to not go to this club meeting, I would have never ended up in this type of career position. I would have never met uh, my best friend, my husband. You can look back and see a lot of God's grace and connections and direction. But in that moment, it may not have felt that way. You might've felt very overwhelmed and unsure of where to go. I know that's definitely true for my own situation, choosing my career path, especially. I mean, at one point I was kind of in a position of trying to decide, was I gonna work at Disney or was I going to pursue graduate school and a career in forestry? And it felt very overwhelming and I really didn't know what to do. And I chose forestry, obviously, because that's where I'm at today. And I can clearly see how these things lined up. But maybe there's a lot of situations within your family of those situate uh, the the just family dynamics that you can't necessarily control that have placed you into whatever role you're in. Maybe you're the oldest daughter. Maybe you are uh, the wife of your husband who had a stroke or has a heart attack. Perhaps you're the daughter of what I would consider a family legacy. You are do, uh, down to inherit thousands of acres, but you haven't really thought about any of that. You are in these different situations with family dynamics and opportunities that really aren't in your control. You can't control whose family you're born into. You can't control who you marry, but you can't control necessarily what happens to your spouse during your marriage time frame. You can't predict strokes or other diseases and illnesses or moves and job losses. You can't necessarily predict any of these things. These are all situations and circumstances that kind of get thrusted upon you. And that same is probably true when it comes to your land management. Now, Esther was placed into the queen's position. But back then, women still didn't have a lot of rights, a lot of roles. So even though she was queen, she wasn't necessarily like whispering in the king's ears all the time. Now, again, outside of her situation, very manipulative and terrible people were planning things to her culture, to her heritage, to all the Jews in India. But her uncle, kind of makes this guy mad and the guy's like yeah i'm gonna kill all the jews and i'm specifically going to kill them all on december 13th so for whatever reason he's thrown dice to decide the date that he's going to kill everybody and then he lets everybody know that this is going to be the date that we are going to um, eliminate all the jews in india um and so mordecai goes to esther and is like hey you can stop this. You can win the king's favor and prevent any of this from happening. You can ask him to not allow this to happen. And she's like, listen, I know I'm the queen, but I can't exactly go into his, his palace, his corridors. I don't see him every day. She mentions that she hasn't seen him in like 30 days. And anyone isn't just allowed to go into the king's palace. You weren't just allowed to walk in and be like, hey, I got a question or like even in those cartoons where they have the nice line of people who come and ask a favor from the king it doesn't necessarily work that way you had to be invited into his glorious path uh glorious uh, placement and if you weren't he quite literally could kill you he could be like you know what you have disrespected me you are dead you are out of here so she's a little worried you know if i go and he's doesn't find so much favor with me i could quite literally die and this is where the infamous 414 verse comes in. So I am going to start in verse 11, and this is chapter 4 of Esther. 
All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their life. But thirty days has passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther said this reply to Mordecai, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So those are verses 11 through 16. So we can see here, she's obviously very nervous about like, I can't just go, he could kill me. And Mordecai, full of faith, is just like, hey, if you don't do this, God's clearly going to pick somebody else. He's not going to allow all of his chosen people to be completely destroyed. But there's no necessarily saying that you won't make it. He obviously probably assumes that it's going to take a little bit of time. He's not really sure how deliverance would come from somewhere else. But Mordecai has a lot of faith that deliverance would be from, so, from someone else. God would use somebody to help deliver them. However, he also has enough wisdom and discernment to recognize that Esther wasn't just picked randomly from all the provinces with all of her beauty to be placed into this role. She's in a very unique position that not everybody gets. And it's, I think, really hard for us to kind of recognize our own unique positions because we don't always necessarily look at them as that um, type of ideal of possibilities. We, we got put into a position that we didn't necessarily ask for. We have this responsibility, again, that we didn't necessarily ask for, but we don't necessarily recognize all the opportunities that this position now allows us to be able to do. So when it comes to your own land ownership, perhaps you're feeling a little bit like Esther, like, hey, I never asked to to be the person in charge. I never asked for this type of responsibility. I don't necessarily want to do this until you kind of get somebody else to help you recognize and who knows, but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this, for who knows that you have come to this position for such a time as this. You might be the perfect person. Maybe you have no background in land management and land ownership. Maybe you have never been a part of any of those decisions. Maybe your background is in teaching or perhaps you're a school bus driver or you're a nurse or in marketing and you have just never been engaged with the family farm, with the family land, with forest management or any type of rural, rural anything. Perhaps that's not how you necessarily grew up or where you intended to go but you clearly have been put into this position and have a unique opportunity that not everybody has. Now, if you choose not to take on this role, will somebody else step up? Perhaps, but are you missing out in everything that you could do for your family, for that land by not stepping up? And that's where uh, Esther's next line really <laughs> speaks to me. What does she do? And this is definitely a practical tip that if you're placed in this position and very unsure of what to do next, the first thing you should definitely do is pray. Esther spends three days and nights fasting and praying. 
And more importantly, she actually asked for other people, for the other Jews to pray with her, to give her that that wisdom, that confidence, that that God's backing. And there is something very, very powerful about praying in group and having others pray for you to get that courage, to get that strength, to get that gumption is what I call a lot of times, to be able to actually follow through because it is very intimidating. It was very intimidating for her to be able to say, hey, I'm actually gonna walk through those doors without being summoned. It can be very intimidating for you to say, I'm going to manage this land and walk out to the land. You may be like, well, Danielle, that's actually not that intimidating. It can be. It can be very intimidating to say, I'm going to go to that forestry association meeting where, no offense, but most of everybody is men. And they're not just men. They are men that have been working together for years and years and years or talking and communicating and networking. And so there's something about this familiarity and being an outsider walking into this type of environment. Now, are they great? Yes. 98% of the industry is fantastic and I love them. And as if you actually put yourself out there, even just a little bit, they will welcome you with open arms. But it is intimidating to step through those doors by yourself, being an outsider, not knowing the terminology, not knowing what is and what isn't, you know, the, the normal, not understanding a lot of what's going on. It is intimidating. And so you, you should pray for that courage, for that strength, for that confidence to say, I'm going to do this and then walk through the doors. Now. What I also love about Esther, and I'm just gonna to touch on real quick before we kind of summarize this of what we can do for 2024 if you've been thrusted into this type of role is chapter five starts with, on the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall facing the entrance. And when he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out the gold scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. She prayed for it. But what I love and the lessons that I'm going to, to kind of talk on for 2024 for me, as well as for you, and especially when it comes to your land management, is that she followed through. Esther had a plan and then she followed through on the actions she wanted to do. She said, pray for me and fast for three days. And on the third day, I will go. And if I perish, I perish. I will deal with the results, but this is what I'm doing. And on the third day, she put on those royal robes. She got her most confident outfit and she did what she said she was going to do. So these are the tips I'm going to take into 2024. These are the lessons. This is what I'm going to take from Esper, Esper, from Esther and aspire to help me become a better leader, to become a better position that has been, person that has been placed into this royal position for such a time as this. I cannot say why I have been potentially chosen to do an intertwined scripture faiths training, to do an online consulting business geared towards women in the Southeast. I never had plans to do any of this, but over time, through a variety of events, some that hit globally, some that hit personally, this is where I'm at. And I am embracing this position because perhaps I have come to such a, to my royal position for such a time as this. And we'll see where this grows into. And so what I'm going to do and what I'm going to ask you to do for 2024 as well, to set us up because it's the perfect opportunity, the perfect chance where we're all ready to reset, 
clear our plates and start anew, start new habits, set some goals, figure out how we are going to make 2024 the biggest impact we can do. We are leaving the past behind and we are looking at things with fresh eyes. Is first, I'm gonna pray more and I'm gonna ask you to also pray for me on everything that I'm doing to help pray for confidence and clarity to make sure I will always be bringing you the right information, the right content, the the right value that speaks to you, to your heart, where you're at through faith-based inspiration, as well as those practical tips that you can actually take home and execute on your land or in your land ownership journey. Because I always want to make sure that it's not just so abstract that you're like, well, that's great, but I can never apply that. I don't understand how, how to even apply that into my daily life. So I I am going to ask for you to pray that I will always have that clarity and that um, persistence to take what I, I feel called to create for you, to continue giving you value, as well as actionable quick tips, practical steps that helps you make real transformational impact wherever you're at, whatever stage of ownership you're at. If you're a 30s mom with young kids trying to figure out how you need to manage your family land because something's happened and now you are in charge of it. Or if you are in your 70s and perhaps you're a widow who's trying to figure out this online world. I pray that you will also help me and pray for me to continue giving you value no matter where you're located and what stage of land ownership you're in. And then I'm going to set goals. I'm going to set steps and I'm going to follow through. On the third day, I'm going to put on my royal robes and we are going to move forward. So speaking of that, follow through, giving myself deadlines, giving you deadlines. These are the things we need to do. We need to pray for each other. We need to set deadlines, set goals, nothing too far out in the future that we can very easily talk ourselves out of. Because I do find it very remarkable that Esther come in like, well, you know, this whole future date that, that uh, Haman had picked was, I just say December, they had different months back then, but it was about 12 months away. She had almost a full year to kind of gain the confidence. She could have picked a lot of different time frames. She could have procrastinated it and postponed her actually talking to the king for a while. But what do we do when we tend to set a date too far off in the future? At least I know me, I tend to talk myself out of it. I either have procrastinated too long and I'm no longer prepared despite the fact that I thought I gave myself plenty of time to prepare, that I actually didn't do anything and then I talk myself out of doing what I thought I needed to do because it's no longer that sense of urgency of when I first planned on doing it. So I'm going to set some closer deadlines that give me more urgency to actually follow through on whatever it is. And so the first thing I've done for 2024 is I've set up a free masterclass, Landowner Foundations. Every year I used to teach the Women Landowner Academy, which was our six week landowner foundational course that I would walk you through the six foundational steps every landowner needs. Well, we've restructured in 2023 and we still have the academy and we still have our foundational steps within the academy that help walk you through that, as well as providing you all the other additional resources and community and exclusive training to walk you through and grow with you through your land ownership. But for 2024, I really wanted to kind of start off with a splash, still keep a little bit of what I'm used to with my old routines of, you know, 2024, the new year, which I guess it was really 2021, 2022, 2023, but starting the new year with a reset in mind, getting back to the foundations because of 
My dad ingrained one thing into me during softball years was that foundations and the basics were everything. If you can master the foundations and basics, you were one of the better players. You were the most well-rounded. Doing trick shots that aren't consistent didn't really matter in the critical moment as much as foundations and being able to hit the mark every single time. And I've taken that lesson through with me everything I do, which is why for the new year, I hit the foundation so hard, which is why you hear me talk about a lot of these foundational components so much, because I do believe if you have that solid basics, that solid underlining that you continue to come back to make sure all of that's fine-tuned and aligned and you still got that on point, everything else falls into place so much easier. And so January 9th, 10th, 11th, taken from Esther, we are spending three days on a free masterclass going through the Landowner Foundations for you. And I'm going to be giving you one hour a day. We're gonna go through these different foundational components, giving you these tips and tricks and practical things that you can do, as well as inspiration from Esther and other scriptures from the Old and New Testament that are going to provide us that further confirmation, that further backing to the importance of our land ownership to the importance of us stepping up and making these intentional decisions. So I hope that you will join me there. I will see you live. If you want to figure out how to sign up, you can just go to www.landandladies.com foundations. You can also shoot me an email, landandladies at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to send you the link. If you follow me on social medias, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, shoot me a message and I will also send you that link. Again, it's a completely free masterclass. I really hope to see you there and that way we can all get reset for 2024. And with that, I will see y'all next week. Bye.